0: Welcome to the Ryla Cast, the official podcast of Camp RILA, Rotary District 5810. My name is Greg Tupper, my co-host, making his triumphant return to the podcast airwaves. He is the abbot to my Costello. He is the the jelly to my peanut butter. He is two other things that go together that I didn't script out. He's Andrew Josiat. Welcome back, buddy. Well, thank you, Greg. The Travis Kelsey to your Taylor Swift. That's exactly right. Yeah, I, I, I really am. I am wearing a red hoodie, which, I, Hey, listen, didn't she put on mm-hmm. an album? They read Uh, two buddy two. everything is about Taylor Swift. Yes. Um, this is, this is the Royal cast, the official podcast. Camp not Rotary district 5810. We do thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. Um, uh, coming up here in a moment, we uh, had a great conversation with B Bahena Matthew uh, that you are really going to enjoy coming up here in a little bit. Uh, you may notice if you were to just I don't know cruise through the archives of the Rylocast, that um, uh, it's been a it's been a second since we've done one of these. I didn't even look. I'm gonna this is this is true. I'm gonna look up the last time we did one. Yeah, as as you look
1: that up, it's like you know every every season has an off season, right? Like you can't have summer, summer, you need Mm -hmm. summer. And then three seasons, Um, you know, even, even football takes a break. Formula one takes a break. So this is just an, an off season in the season of life for the Ryla cast October 18th. Okay. Okay. So for, you know as everyone is wincing um October, driving november, around
0: november december december to january three months that's that's a parental Ooh. leave that's parental leave so so to be clear if you when like like previously on the ryla cast, um you may remember <laughs> that i more or less forced josie to take paternity leave because you were welcoming your beautiful daughter your beautiful daughter Landry i can say that now for the first time because yes thank you she's here um and and so you took some parental leave uh and then like we did a couple of episodes um without you we did one with becca edgar and we did one with hunter follett Um, and then I believe because me and Hunter were on a podcast together, the podcast, like building burned down. And so we, no, that's not true. But then we, we basically, uh, didn't come back from that. Part of that is my fault because for those who don't know what I do for a living, that's a very busy time of year. I would guess that that was a pretty busy time in your life as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would be correct. And I I will take this time and the floor to apologize publicly to Hunter uh, because I think there were some technical issues with the episode. And I, um, full disclosure, I just kind of set it and forget it unless someone tells me there's technical issues with the episode. (gasps) And so I think there was like a week or week and a half that his episode did not go live because there were some audio issues. I know, it's my fault. Wow. We're going to come back stronger. Uh,
0: well, we are back now. The most important thing is that we have never been more back. This is yes. the most back that we've ever been. That's a great point. Like, I want you to think about, like, from a level, like, from last week. Last mm-hmm. week, how back would you say we were? Probably zero. Zero yep. back. No and back. And now, think about how much back we are.
1: We've, we're so, we've, back. we are so back. We've taken several steps. We've doubled where we
0: tripled even where we were last week. I think that's, I think that's the way to think about it is, uh, you know, look, every, every flood starts with a raindrop and splish splash, baby, mm, we're back. Look at we're that. Uh, uh, this is the Rylocast. The official podcast, Camper Island Rotary District Fifty Eight. Tim, we do thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. Uh, I, before we get to our our special guest, I've got the big segment, Josie, and it's a big segment, three months in the making. <laughs> real, but actually, good.
1: I, I, I just because my brain works in uh, movie quotes and song lyrics and everything. For the last three months, every time someone says hello, my brain goes hello and welcome. Yeah. And I've let it slip a couple of times. And they're like, "What? welcome to what? And I was like, well, welcome- hello and welcome to
0: Olive Garden. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, or wherever, wherever you may be dining. I don't know. I haven't done Olive Garden in a hot minute, but I've seen some ads and I got to be honest. I was- kind of feel like I need to go there and become family. <laughs> um, but all that's to say, I've got the big segment. It's three months in the making, which is interesting because I could not do this particular big segment three months ago. Because this is a relatively fresh story. Josie, I want to talk about field hockey. Okay. Per usual, in. you, you. I mean, how many times have we texted over and over? <laughs> it's usually the te- the group text, like me, you, and Whiteman. And I'm like, buddy, I've got some, I've got some field hockey thoughts. And you're like, geez, like, yeah, let like, it go, dude. Again, cool it with the field hockey thoughts. Save it for Dave Campbell's. no uh, exactly right. Um, but I want to talk about field hockey. Do you know, um, who the most a decorated field hockey team in the NCAA is. Mm, I'm going, I don't,
1: but I'm going to say it is Stanford.
0: Uh, That's an excellent guess. Um, And I don't know if that's the case, (laughs) but I will tell you one program that I know is very, very good. Okay. Um, I think actually, let me see if I can find this, uh, or at least the, the the team that has now won five of the last six national championships. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm comfortable saying that that they have the most is North Carolina. No, that was my second guess. North Carolina is a field hockey powerhouse. Okay. And this past year, um, it was back in. Um, do, 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 he said to himself, um, back in, uh, I have this up, November, November 20th, during our hiatus, North Carolina won, it's another field hockey national championship beating um, beating Northwestern, who was the reigning state champion or national champions, I believe, in overtime. Uh, it was an overtime shootout. It's a, it was a thrilling, thrilling win for them. Uh, actually, that Northwestern was the team that won in twenty twenty one. North Carolina won in twenty twenty two, and then twenty twenty three. Uh, it was a big win for the the Tar Heels. You may be wondering, well, why are you bringing this up, Tepper? It's a great question. Um, besides the fact that I just love, it. so they had a new right. coach this year. Um, the the previous, I believe, something like forty years. Um, the, the previous 40 years, uh, there had been a new head coach, uh, uh, Karen Shelton had been the head coach, the legendary head coach there mm. at North Carolina. Um, and she announced, Hey, 2022 is going to be going into the season. Uh, she announced, Hey, 2022 is going to, or 2020, yeah, 2022 is going to be my last season. I'm going to retire after the end of the 2022 season. And so they had a first year coach at North Carolina who led them to another national championship. That's, that's pretty that's- hard to do. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, her name is Aaron Matson. Aaron Matson is the head coach of the uh, North Carolina Tar Heels and the reason I bring up Aaron Matson is that Aaron Matson is 23 years old. The head head coach Aaron Matson. Head coach Aaron Matson is 23 years old. She okay. played on the 2022 team. Okay. She played on the 2022 team. And what happened, this is true. Okay. She was, this was back in, um, you know, at the, before the season, before the 2022 season, where Coach Shelton had now, she was retiring. Aaron Madsen, who's a star on the North Carolina team, um, mm-hmm. went into the athletic director's office. And said, I know who you should hire to replace Aaron Shelton. And the person you should hire is me. I should be the coach. She said, uh, she told Bubba Cunningham, the athletic director of North Carolina, I want this job when I graduate. Bubba Cunningham, you know, I think in, in a pretty cool move, said, all right, I would have never expected you to come say that to me. But I'm glad you let me know. And then he said, Go win a national championship and then we'll talk. Okay. Okay. Go win a okay. national championship. They just, they had already won. She had led them to a 2021 state national championship. He said, Go win another one and then we'll talk. Well, they did. And then Bubba Cunningham went and hired her. She's that... the youngest coach in all of Division I sports at 23 years old. And wow. Wow led them to a national championship. Now I think that there's first of all that's pretty remarkable. Incredible. Yes. Um I I think there's a couple of of, of lessons that I've gleaned from this. One is age isn't everything. Like age isn't age isn't everything. Um I think that we have an I'm, I'm borrowing something from the Daily.coach here. Uh but I think we we associate wisdom with like wisdom with age. I think we, we associate age with wisdom, right? But I think it also works in inverse in the sense of we associate, oh, if you're not so and such and such, you know, you've been around this long, then you mm-hmm. don't have the wisdom that you that you otherwise can have. Whereas things like emotional intelligence and work ethic and just understanding the, the subject matter you don't have to be you know x number of years old uh right. And so you know in the in the way that age is just a number which we talk about when we're old hello uh you could talk about when you're young as well um i also think there's something to be said i think there's a lot of courage in in bubba cunningham uh the the athletic director and in, in making this move and but i think that there's there's a a, a lesson there of like y- you like trust trust who you know like trust who you know and i think there's a value in just having like being well versed in the way that the organization operates like you could just say hiring mm-hmm. from within from a, a big picture perspective hiring from within works um because it you know obviously sh- uh, aaron matson was extremely well-versed in, in what mattered to the program, what made the program successful. And, and yeah, uh, you know, hire from within. There's another thing, another interesting thing. It, it, uh, differentiate yourself is the next one. Differentiate yourself. And so obviously when you make the move from player to coach, you got to change a few things. Like you got to act a little differently. For example, she changed her phone number. Changed her phone number, basically, So her last text messages exchanges wouldn't be, like, jokes that she had with her teammates. Um, Okay. She also, she moved out of the house that she was sharing with some of her teammates. And she doesn't hang out with her teammates like she did after games anymore. Like, she, she made... Made, like she reevaluated the boundaries. She reevaluated the elements of relationships that needed to change, and made those changes. I think there's something to be said about how important that is when you're when you're doing that. But the biggest thing I think is like <laughs> I've got actually a poster here that says this exact thing: shoot your shot. Mm-hmm. Like if you're Aaron Matson, the worst thing that can happen to you is that. The athletic director just says, Well, that's funny. No. Right. That's the worst thing that's going to happen to you. Like taking that chance, if you go in there understanding that there's no shame in being rejected, then what do you have to lose? And and in another way, I would say that this was a courageous move by the athletic director, Bubba Cunningham, by saying, you know what? I'm going to trust my gut. This is unconventional. I might get roasted for this if this goes awry. If she goes, oh, and 30, I don't know how many games they play in field hockey. Uh, then they may not, like this may blow up on my face, but it's worth taking this risk, trusting someone who has that intimate knowledge of the program. So I think I was fascinated reading about this because when you hear like 23 years old and now a national champion head coach, she's, by the way, I believe, uh, NCAA believes that she is the youngest uh, head coach of any division one team to ever win a national championship. Uh, like any, wow. Other. Um, so it's pretty remarkable. And I think there's lessons to be learned from the story of North Carolina field hockey coach, Aaron Matson. We should get her on. Ooh, do you think we could book her? I think we could book her.
1: Hmm. I've I'd got those ACC down. ties, but no, that's an incredible. She story. is on Twitter.
0: Um, I looked that up. Um, Mine, yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll uh, DM uh, her just to see if Aaron Matson wants to hop on the podcast. That that's an amazing story. Yeah, um, fascinating. Yeah. So uh, think about what you were doing at twenty three, but don't feel bad about it. Just take the lessons from this and 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 apply them apply them forward. So anyway, I there do is feel your, bad about it. There is your North Carolina field hockey minute on the Rylocast. Uh coming up here uh, here in just a moment we are going to hear from our friend B Bahina Ma- Behina Mathy who had, we had a great conversation about her Ryle story here is our conversation with B here on the Rylocast. Oh Josie. Oh Greg. We've talked about how this is the um the illustrious, much celebrated return of the Rylocast. Uh, people in the streets had just been chanting at us, Hey, when are you bringing back the Rylocast? And and the real truth of it is, is like, yeah, you had a kid and stuff, but mostly we were just waiting for the right guests. And finally, that, yes, you know, finally, I can say that we got the right guests. We are pleased to be joined on the RylaCast by B. Mahana Mathy. Hi, B.
2: Hi tepi tap, Josie, glad to be here.
0: Let's start with this. Yes, okay. B called me Teppy tep you, yes. should, you should clarify for the people who might be getting yes. some ideas that this is an yes. extenuating circumstance.
2: This is an extenuating circumstance. I am the only person, dare say, in the universe, planet, mm-hmm. universe, mm-hmm. that is allowed mm-hmm. to call you teppy tep yes. I hold that honor really high, and so... No one
0: else. <laughs> this, this is an agreement no that you else. and I came to years ago. That you years could be ago. the only when we were slaving over a hot newspaper press at the at, uh, right. at at camp. That that you were the only person who was authorized to use what I would consider a silly manifestation of my name. Um, but uh, but you you have you've been grand you've been grandmothered in. Uh, yes. You, yes.
2: Yes. Yes. I am in my uh, grandmother era, so I love that. <laughs>
1: And that uh, rolled off the tongue too. That was yeah. like boom. You know, oh, there yeah.
0: was no hesitation. Yeah. No, there there no. isn't. Um. Okay. So B, thanks for joining yes. us. Um. Thank you for having me. Would you mind starting off by telling us a little bit about your Rila story?
2: My Rila story. My Rila story starts way way back. In two thousand and six, Josie looked at me when I said two thousand and six. I looked at you
1: and you said way way back, way way like, way back. Hold yeah. on a yeah. second.
2: <laughs> well, the campers this year will have been born the year we went to camp. I was recently informed, so that that's fun.
0: <laughs> Camps oh. a humbler sometimes, yeah,
2: yeah for sure. <laughs> um So I went to camp in two thousand six. Uh, funny enough, I was not supposed to go to camp. I was actually uh, interviewed the day after the Garland Rotary Club had made their decisions on who was going and they had three, three girls that were going. Um, but uh, I got interviewed the, the day after. And so someone there liked me enough to call the Garland Lakeside Rotary Club and say, hey, we have this applicant. And you know, would you guys like to sponsor her? And they were like, yes. And so a couple weeks later, I was on my way. Um, I had an amazing time at camp. Camp is literally life-changing. I know everybody says that, but it re- really changed my life. And it kept changing my life over the years. So I I was in my career already in 2013. And I was still volunteering with Rila here and there. I hadn't gone back to camp yet uh, for a while. So it was So volunteering, and I was volunteering at the Salvation Army Angel Tree at North Park Mall. And Mark Healy was there the day that I was volunteering, and so was my current boss, Dr. Beth Anderson was there, and Mark was like, Beth, like, you're in optometry, B's in optometry, like, y'all should meet. And so we met, and like, two years later, she messaged me and was like, hey, like, are you looking for a job? And I was like, actually, I am, and, which was wild. Um, so I started working with her. And I just kind of snowballed back into getting more into Ryla. I ended up coming back to Ryla in 2016 after, like, a 10-year gap. And Ryla has just been, like, slowly getting back in into, like, the forefront of my mind uh, where it belongs <laughs> Um, and I, I've been doing things here and there with Ryla volunteering at camp since 2016 and I like love coming back every year and it's, it's just amazing. Like the connections that the people that you meet, uh, Vicki McKinney was my counselor in 2006 and when my husband and I bought our house two years ago, she was our realtor and she like helped us through the whole process and like was just, like, amazing through that whole thing. And it just, like, makes me grateful for for going, like, getting picked way back when and getting to go to camp every time, every time that I've been able to go back.
1: Well, uh, we are happy to have you back, B. and yeah. we are closer to having you back at camp for 10 years. You know, you were talking, like, 2016, like it was just yesterday, and that's I know. it's almost been 10 years. It's almost been 10 years. Uh, so yes, uh, what that that uh, is a good segue. What do you do now? What's your what's your day job?
2: Yeah, so I work um, at Wiley Eye Center in Wiley, and we also at Eye Center Murphy, which is our sister office. So I wear a couple of hats. So I am the lead optician over both practices. I'm the director of marketing, and I also coordinate community outreach um, in both practices. So. I love being busy and all my roles keep me busy.
1: And how would you say Ryla impacts your everyday life if it does? Oh,
2: it definitely does. Um, Ryla is a a great deal about service above self. And I love serving my community. I love serving the community of Wiley and Murphy and um, being able to uh, help them in any way possible, whether it's getting fit for the right pair of glasses, or um, coordinating uh, donations or a sponsorship for the community, uh, the high school's theater program, um, or you know, doing ads or um, volunteering at the different events that the city holds during the year. Like it, it just I love serving my community, and a lot of that I learned at camp, just to serve.
0: So then, you know, you mentioned that, uh, you guys are still relative youngsters, by the way, um, yes, thank speak- you. <laughs> <laughs> there's it's tough to hear everybody say way back in 2006.
2: I'm
0: like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Way back in <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, but what, you know, that, that was, that was a, a, a minute ago. Uh, what, yeah. what keeps you coming back to camp? What keeps you involved in, in, in the program?
2: I think it's that um, it's it's what we call like that that Rila like rejuvenation type thing. Like you go back, you see it's so easy to to see so many things in the world today that that are are not going really well, you know. And then you go to camp and you're surrounded by all of these amazing people with kind hearts and and just a joy for life and you go and you're surrounded by that for a whole week and you're like come out of it and you're like you know what like I can do this I can I can be this I I've seen it and so like you go you see the good and then you come out and you want to be the good
1: um sorry I'm uh excuse me getting choked up here just um talking with my friends um now sorry tep t- i i I, al- I almost said it i almost said it b but i i withheld um you. you're welcome
0: that would be uh, a vi- that would be a violation it like yeah. i wouldn't i wouldn't mind it as much as B would. <laughs> i'm saying
2: like that is that is one honor i re- I hold really dear so to, to, to say don't bond. do it josie
0: i know
1: and, and 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 i almost did it and i was like you know what this is this is what this is one thing b has and i'm just gonna yeah. we're gonna keep it that way um yeah.
2: it's, it's okay because i still call you andrew sometimes right like i
0: well, I, still- I, I don't know how you do that
2: <laughs> yeah well i knew him when he was andrew it's so funny i'll tell you the story real quick so i knew him in 2006 when he was still andrew right so when i came back uh, you know, a couple years later, I was uh, at a Christmas party and I was coming back into Ryla and everybody's like, Oh, 2006, 2006, you know, Josie. And I was like, no. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, he he was a camper in 2006. And I was like, Oh, well, I just, I personally don't know him. And I remember we were at a Ryla Christmas party and, and, and Josie walks in and, and I, um, they're like, Oh, there's Josie. And I was like, you mean Andrew? And they're like, no he he's josie and i was like <laughs> oh okay then i know josie i know him
1: worlds worlds collided for sure
2: yes for sure
1: uh well now comes a time in uh or comes the time in our um where we ask our esteemed guests to plug something so we will give you the floor b to plug book podcast uh, maybe like a town's famous pedal car race, something, something like that.
2: Yes. Yes. Uh, Wiley does have a very famous pedal car race. That's um, some Wiley humor. Tip. Wait, what? Yeah. yeah they do the pedal car race for the kids. The kids get in these little pedal cars and then they race on Main Street. It's so cute.
0: Okay. Um, You learn something new every day about what's going on in yeah. your Fairburg. Okay. Wiley's got it going on, yeah. especially Wiley's when it comes it to pedal on. cars.
2: That's right. Pelicars, Bluegrass, Lawn Ballard. They got it. (laughs) Um, I've started a bunch of books lately, so I haven't finished any. (laughs) But the year is young. The year is young. But I've been on kind of like a path of of self-care, I think, in serving our community community serving our families and serving um others we we forget about ourselves and so i've been reading a lot of books about like self-care and re- keep taking time to take care of yourself so i think my plug is like take care of yourself because if you're not okay then you can't take care of anybody else which is like what we love to do right so take that walk have a cup of tea take a bubble bath like it doesn't have to be huge, but self care. Remember that you matter as well, and so you take care of yourself as well.
0: That's a that's a fantastic plug, terrific. And I want to make sure that for the audio audience, which is literally everybody except the people mm-hmm. on the, on this present uh, call, uh, B is drinking a cup of tea right now. So she I is very much practicing what she preaches
2: i am my dad actually gave me this and i love it because it say it says like make good things happen and so like i like i always want us to make good things happen
0: uh well be you've made good things happen by being on our podcast and uh thank you thank you so much for your time
2: thank you guys for having me
0: There she is, B Bahaney Matthew, joining us here on the Rylocast. A good get, good book, I would say, for the little old Cast. Excellent uh, book. N- nice, nice return here for us, um, uh, as as we were able to get her. And she was drinking tea, uh, which uh, you know she didn't spill any of the tea. Ooh,
1: <laughs> I'm cool. Uh, we are let's... we are full of one-liners coming
0: back. And here to to bring us home. I've I've only had three months to think of clever things to say on the podcast. Uh, Lower those expectations for next episode, folks. Uh, But before we get to that, let's go to Josie to bring us home. Well, thank you, Greg. Lower
1: those expectations for now um, as I bring you home. Um, So, what, this is a quiz, pop quiz Mm. tip. Um, bum, 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 what bum, do you end the broadcasts with in your your one of your big boy jobs maybe both your big boy jobs whenever you're on the air what's oh, on the last oh, things you do on TV on
0: TV um at the very end of every broadcast, and I've done this for 10 years now, um, I usually, if anybody watches me on television, I usually just have just a mess of papers on on, on the desk. Uh, I will take one of the papers. I have a Sharpie and I write the words, be kind on it. I hold it up to the camera, then I crumple it up and I throw it at the camera. I've had the camera like twice. I've had to hey. apologize. What I've started doing this year is that like I've started, a, when I miss the camera, I start apologizing to the photographer uh, so it's normally like uh, like Danny or Rich or one of those guys who are who are actually working the camera. Uh, I usually, if you if you watch carefully, I usually mumble under my breath like "Sorry, Danny." <laughs> anyway, but that's what I do.
1: Be kind. Well, thank you, thank you. That's exactly that's the answer I was looking for. Yes. Um, so the show's totally scripted. Um, there's an article I found uh, on it's called it's a a new york times article it seems like there's several different variations but the title is from september 2nd 2022 by katherine pearson the unexpected power of random acts of kindness Mm. new research shows small gestures matter even more than we may think and i got thinking Mm. about this i recently went to to old san antonio um I was walking through the airport and I, I stepped out of the restroom and as I turned left, there was a, one of those neck pillows that was on the ground. Uh, And I took a shot that it was, it belonged to the uh, woman and and her husband who were walking, you know, I don't know, 15 feet ahead of it. And I, I am not one to insert myself into public situations. You know, I like to stay in my lane Mm -hmm. and I, uh, I spoke up and I said, "Ma'am, is this your, um, is this yours?" And she said, "Oh, it is. I mm-hmm. uh, must have dropped it. And it's a neck pillow. I'm sure you've flown, Greg. Seems like neck pillows would be very comfortable. And I would be very upset if I brought a neck pillow, and uh, and lost it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a, just a quick chat with her and her husband, and heard she said, you know, my husband wants to wear it." Um, everywhere we go. And I say no, I'm just going to clip it to my suitcase. And he did not hear that interaction. So then it was a little comical when he said, you know, I want to wear it walking through the airport, but she won't let me. Uh, (laughs) And all that to say that this article um, I found very interesting um, after that interaction and the, the gist of the, this new study is that the power of small gestures of kindness are underestimated by the performer. And so there, there's a series of, of experiments that varied in design and participants. Uh, you know, and, and one, one example is graduate students were asked to perform thoughtful acts of their choosing, like giving a classmate a ride home from campus, baking cookies, buying someone a cup of coffee, um, in another, researchers recruited you know almost 100 participants uh, for weekends at an ice skating rink in Chicago, and they were given a hot chocolate from a snack kiosk, and they were told they could keep it or give it to a stranger as a deliberate act of kindness. Mm. And the three quarters of people who gave away their hot chocolate were asked to guess how big Big in quotes, the act of kindness would feel to the recipient on a scale of zero to 10, zero being small, 10 very large, and then predict how the recipient would rate their mood. And uh, then the recipients were then asked to report how they actually felt using the same scales. Uh, And in that experiment and across all the others, the people doing the kind thing consistently underestimated how much it was actually appreciated by the Mm -hmm. receiver. And so I think that's a fascinating take that what keeps people from doing a random act of kindness, you know, the overthinking of, you know, is somebody going to think I want it reciprocated? You know, maybe this is just too much. Maybe I'm going to maybe and overthink it for whatever reason, then they miss the moment, um, uh, that just doing that simple act of kindness, however small you think is going to pay dividends to that person receiving. Uh, and the read, the article goes on to talk about, you know, how kindness, you know, spikes your dopamine, um, gets the cortisol flowing, all the, the good feelings. Um, but, uh, I just found found that part interesting and there's another quote in here that um talks about a clinical psychologist by the name of tara Kosino. Um and she says she's found that kindness can be a really hard sell and that people desire kindness yet often feel inconvenienced by the thought of being kind mm-hmm. and i think that's just a really convoluted way to just say like i think we all need a hug sometimes from each other and um uh, don't be afraid to just just be kind
0: i think it's yeah this is a fascinating article i've got it up here um and and first of all um i think that if if i'm like for catherine pearson who wrote this for the new york times this feels like a really like gratifying article to write like i like i don't know right. this, like this feels like this is great i like being around this and and telling me things like that are going to make like the world a little bit better and and there's a couple things one i think that it's really interesting to note that like what you said was like by the like the like the actor doing the kind thing it's under a pre, it's like it's underrated mm-hmm. by them in that the sense and that kind of makes sense in my brain too of like um if somebody buys me a cup of coffee I'd be like man that is that's awesome like thank you so much that's awesome and yet the idea of me buying somebody the, a cup of coffee I'm just like yeah okay I could do it like whatever like what's a big deal you know right exactly when, when really the 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 reality like not I think both anecdotally and apparently scientifically is if I give somebody a cup of coffee, it's gonna make me feel a lot better than I think it's going to. Mm-hmm. you know exactly. The other thing you mentioned was the thing about um where she had the quote, blah um, blah bu- 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 that that quote you had of of like, um they think it's like a it's a hard sell uh, and and they it they think it's being inconvenienced. That's why I think the idea of like a small thing is so important. It's like, yes, of course, giving fifty thousand dollars to a charity does feel like a big ask, but like, uh, but like, uh, you know, just writing somebody a quick note and telling them that you think they're doing a great job is essentially free and wouldn't take you that long. And you can get a similar, you know, feeling whether you want to view that as just like your heart feeling warm or you want to view it in a technical way of like, oh, a dopamine hit. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> you can get a similar thing just by that. And so I think that the, the, the headline is important of saying just like the, uh, the, the random acts of kindness, of, especially like small gestures. That's important. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and, um, you know, I use the example of, uh, of the airport interaction, not to bump up my, my kindness points, but I'll, I'll never see those people again. You know, it's, yeah. I'm not, I'm not buying a coworker, a cup of coffee that I've got to worry about. Will it be reciprocated? No. You know, so, so small acts of kindness, um, uh, pay dividends to your point.
0: There you go. Well, excellent, Josie. Thanks for bringing that to my attention. Uh, 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 I, I would not have found this because I think it's like, a, it's like a year and a half old, but it's very, very good. Yeah, it,
1: it's a uh, yeah, it's a little old, but um, and I I can't. We may have talked about it before. I don't but think the, so. The good news is there's no way to ever know.
0: No, there's absolutely no way to about. ever know. Certainly, don't listen to every episode of the podcast and and roast us if we have talked about it. Uh, thanks, Josie. That was excellent. Thanks, Greg. Um, I want to invite everybody. Here's the part where we plug some stuff. Go to our website, rila5810.org. Um, and check out all the cool stuff we got going. We're getting ready for camp in the, in the summer. Um, I believe counselor applications are due like by the end of this sentence. Like so, Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. So get that in. Uh, you, you want to do that. Uh, staff applications are up as well. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited that the process is already underway. Um, and yeah, is there anything else we need to talk about from a from a nuts and bolts keeping the keeping the trains on time?
1: Oh, look at that! Look at that, Greg. Just a shout out to the the Rotary Clubs of District fifty eight ten. We kicked off camp officially yeah. this past Saturday. You were there at the the Riley kickoff Riley Roundup. Uh, pretty good turnout. Very uh, good turnout. Yeah. Yeah. So just shout out our friends. Uh, mm the the i get club coordinator and ryla chairperson confused in my head they are too. different people um we're
0: both both critical for what we do here um i always just think like important person yes. you know I'm like you're important yes um so yeah because I if, I if i have to get those Together, I'm. I'm. It's not going to work for me. Um. Yeah. So shout out to all of them. And yeah, I believe that's going to do it for this uh, triumphant return of the Rylocast and especially Josie on the Rylocast. Uh, thanks for spending some time with us. Uh, please rate uh this uh this podcast five stars and uh, comment on it and tell us uh, what you like about it. Uh, mm-hmm. and tell a friend about it. And here with an antiquated way of telling a friend about the Rylocast is Josie.
1: Well, thank you, Greg. Uh, the name of this thing escapes me, but it—it's—it's uh, it's the little—it's you make it out of paper and you—I'm—I'm—it's an audio medium. Cootie but catcher. You do your, a cootie catcher. Thank you.
0: Yep, I knew uh,
1: exactly what you were doing. Okay, perfect. Thank you, Greg. Um, antiquated for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead and make a cootie catcher, and if you're looking for like the numbers and the letters, R Y L A it's four of them it's perfect right there and then under in in sort of the results as you do the cootie catching with a friend stranger um listen to the ryla cast should be on all of them they'll never know
0: no this is a this is to be clear we want you to make a cootie catcher as a trap yes correct correct what we wanted to do uh josie thanks for your courage thanks greg talk to you next time on the ryla cast